Hello and welcome to the Renovation Church Podcast, where our vision is to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and change the world. My name is Mason Smith, and I'm the creative director here at Renovation Church. We are so thankful that you're joining this podcast today. We hope that today's message inspires you and draws you closer in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, enjoy the message. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to VBS Sunday. My name's Lyman Johnson. If you could do me a huge favor, if you're a part of VBS in any way, could you stand to your feet for me, please? All right, can we give these amazing, this amazing team a round of applause? You guys, you can take a seat. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for just giving up your week last week. I know you got, some of you work full-time, and you're working full-time at VBS, so you're doubling down, so I'm grateful for you guys. So I want to recognize four special people this morning. Uh, it's Roberta Diaz, Nicole Durr, Alicia Bruner, and Tierra Ward. Could you ladies come on stage for me, please? All right. Um, so if I could be honest, I approached these ladies. And I was like, hey, I want to do VBS, but I have no idea what we're doing. You guys can come over here. You're in the spotlight, not me. Okay, I just need that over here, right here. Okay, VBS happened because of these four ladies. And can we give them a round of applause here? And we have a gift for you guys. Don't, I know it's exhausting, it's gloriously exhausting, uh, but you can't, I don't think God is gonna show us what you guys done this week. I pray that he reveals it to you soon, but I'm grateful for you guys. You're the best. Thank you so much. All right, so we have this theme called monumental. Uh, like Pastor Kyle was saying, we typically don't have rocks and animals and everything on the screen. But when it's VBS Sunday, we like to go all, go all out. So and monumental is something that's vast, something big, massive, bigger than anything we could ever imagine. And what we're doing, we're just not talking about the desert. Yes, it was a desert theme, but we were talking about last week was how monumental God is, how monumental God is. He is a big God, he is a massive God, and he's bigger than we can ever imagine he is. And we're gonna be taking a look at this morning. If you ever listen to sports talk radio, maybe that's shown my age, I don't know, but, or sports center, you always will hear this, who's the goat, the greatest of all time. And this conversation is, if you just turn on the radio, you, probably every hour you'll hear it. Is Michael Jordan the goat or is LeBron James the goat? You're, you're speaking truth over here. But in this conversation, you'll hear, well, Michael has six rings. But then the other side you'll hear, well, look at LeBron's stats and what all of he's done. And you have this dispute. And in this dispute, you'll have mixed opinions. And you really can't say who is truly the GOAT. But we're not talking about sports this morning, okay? I would love to. But we're talking about something greater than sports and greater than LeBron James or Michael Jordan. We're talking about God and in his win-loss column, if you look at his win-loss column, you see a zero on his loss column because he wins every battle he gets into. And if we look at Proverbs 27, I mean, Proverbs 8, 27, verses 
329, I apologize. I was there when he established the heavens, when he laid out the horizon of the surface of the ocean, when he placed the skies above, when the foundations of the ocean gushed out, when he set limits for the seas so the waters that would not violate his commands, and he laid out the foundations of the earth. We serve a big God this morning. We serve a God that hangs galaxies in the skies. In the past, a couple weeks ago, NASA released this, this photo, and it's from the Webb Telescope. And this photo is a, a star being born, okay? The crazy thing about this photo, in my personal opinion, it was taken 7,600 light years away. So we, we serve a God that hangs galaxies in the skies. We serve a God that creates, tells the oceans where to stop, and we serve a God that puts mountains in place. And we serve a God that is a creator, but he's also a warrior. In Exodus, he talks about he's, the Lord is his name, and he's a warrior. He's a warrior. So when he goes in battle, he comes back victorious. But uh, perhaps the most monumental thing about God is he's a God that cares for us, cares for you and I. And First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares on him because he cares about you. Cast all your cares on him because he cares about you. What an incredible thing to think about. The God that can hang galaxies in the sky. The God that tells mountains where to go and oceans where their limits are, cares about us. He's not a God that's distant, but he's a God that draws near. He's a God that when we're worried or afraid or anxious and we have burdens, he invites us to come to him and he cares for us. And this message, if I could sum it up this morning, is simple. God is stronger. God is stronger. God is stronger than anything in this world and he is stronger than anything we'll ever go through in life. And the text we're gonna look at this morning is Romans 8, 38 through 39. But we, before we do that, will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, God, you are a good God. You're a massive God. You're a glorious God and you're a beautiful God. But the most beautiful thing about you, Lord, is you care for us. God, I pray this morning as we take a look at this, these words, Lord, that your word will come alive in us. God, I just pray, Lord, that your words will flow through me God, I know they don't need to hear me, but they need to hear from you this morning. I just pray that you'll move mountains today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so ever since London and I got married, uh, I've always wanted a gym in my house so I can work out at. And this past April for my birthday, London surprised me with a garage gym, and it's awesome. I'll love her to death for it. So London and I have been faithfully going down there and working out. But this is kind of cheeses of me, so you can make fun of me if you need to. Uh, every time I go down to work out, I always like, London, give me some motivation. Give me something. And she'll just always give me something cheesy or quirky or whatever. But it means something to me, and it motivates me to go downstairs and actually do something, okay? So she gives me this encouragement, and I'm grateful for her. But as we take a look at this text this morning, if you're a follower of Christ, this should encourage you to go throughout your day and live for him. So let's read. Romans 8, 38 through 39. For I am persuaded that neither life nor, I mean, neither death nor life, 
nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And when we read this and we're followers of Christ and life is going good, we're like, yes, I'm living the life of the Lord. He's for me. This is awesome. There's nothing that can separate me from him, blah, blah. And it's great because life is going perfect. But when life throws that overhand right that you're not expecting, knocks you to the ground, it's a little bit harder to believe in. It's harder to believe in like, God, I hear these words, but I don't know if I can believe in these words because life is hard. Life is hard. And if you're going through a hard time this morning, I believe these words are for you. Uh, we, we went to camp several weeks ago with students and they talked about how we say, just trust in hope, just have hope. And we think like we're holding on to hope, but hope is really holding on to us and his name is Jesus. So when we read this passage, I want us to really dive into that. So if you're really going through a hard time, I believe, seriously, this is for you. And we're gonna be looking at three areas that God is stronger than in our lives. The first area is God is stronger than our past. God is stronger than our past. It's hard to believe that God is stronger than our past because in our past, if we can be honest with each other, no one else in this room, just you and I, our past, there's past regrets, there's shame, there's things that we don't want to relive. There's things that people we've hurt and there's bridges we've burned. And what starts to happen is when people even bring up our past, like, whoa, don't do that to me. Heaven forbid you bring up my past. And what starts to happen with that is regret and shame starts holding us back. And we start believing this thing of, man, God can't forgive me because of my past, what I'm going through. If we believe in that this morning, I'm sorry, I'm gonna tell you, it's a lie. So when God tells us, when someone tells us, man, why, man, God loves you and he forgives you. But we tend to say, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've experienced. You don't know the people I've hurt. You don't know all this stuff. When you start naming things off, we say, God can't overcome that. God can't do that. And if you believe that this morning, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. And you're probably right. I don't know what you've experienced. I don't know the pain you've gone through. I don't know the bridges you've burned or the people you've hurt, but I know the one who does. And I know his word to be true. Romans 5, 8 says, but God proves his own love for us. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. So God sees your past mistakes, sees the people you've hurt and all the regrets that you have and he still went to the cross for you. And he doesn't stop there though. First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful. When you, you can circle that word faithful, mean it's going to happen. He is faithful and righteous and forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If God gives you his word, it will happen. His word is truth. So yes, you might have a horrible past, but we serve a big God that can cleanse us from our past and righteousness. In fact, in Psalms 103, 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, 
So far he removes our transgressions from our, us. If you don't know what that means, it means it's forever. It's forever. Then Micah also tells about how God will bury our sin to the deepest of oceans. So God is stronger than our past, but also God is stronger than our present. Let's take this rock, for example. This rock is gonna represent this morning what we're going through presently, our present circumstance. And this rock would say, if we can all agree here, um, that's a lot smaller than this room. Right? Yeah? Okay. It's not hard to figure that out. Okay. So if we look at this rock, it's not covering me, it's not covering you. But when I start focusing on the rock, you guys will start getting blurry. And I start losing focus of you. So when I start focusing on the rock and I just keep bringing it closer and bringing it closer, only thing I can see is the rock. This morning, as we take a look at your present circumstances, some of you might be going through a life-shaking event, and I don't want to take light of that. I understand what you're going. What you're going through can be very difficult. Some of your marriages might be on the rocks and it's barely holding on. Some of you might be on the verge of your family falling apart, and some of you might be going through some of the serious health concerns that you've ever gone through. And I do not want to take light of that. And as a church body, we have a loving, caring church. We wanna surround you and comfort you during these times and pray for you and carry your burdens with you. But if we can be honest with ourselves this morning, when those hard times come, we kind of lose sight of God. It's quite easy to lose focus on God when our families are falling apart or maybe your marriage is struggling or you just receive the, the hard news from the doctor. And what starts to happen is when we lose sight of God, we simply ask God, where are you? Where are you, God? Why? Or we ask this question, why are you taking me through this, God? Why do I have to go through this season? And if you're looking for an answer from me today, I don't have one. I do not know why some of you are going through a hard time. I do not know why uh, you're going through this season of life. The only thing I can simply tell you is what Jesus says. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, it says, come to me, that's invitation. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, because I'm lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. A yoke is what they would attach to two animals and put it on their shoulder blades to pull a plow or something. And what would typically happen in the yoke is they would have a mature, we'll say an ox on one side and a younger ox on the other side. And the purpose of the mature ox was to teach the younger ox how to pull the yoke and the burden behind it they had. And this morning, Jesus is the mature ox for us. He's inviting us into the yoke with him so we can fix our eyes on him and understand that when we go into yoke with him, there's rest for our souls. And if I can be honest with you guys this morning, this passage of scripture has wrecked my life several times. Um, past several months, if I can be honest, sorry. I've gone through a lot. Um, and... Uh, I'm not an anxious person. If you know me very well, I'm not anxious typically. Um, but the past several months, I've just been super anxious. I've had anxiety. It's been overwhelming. 
And what started to happen, this is the, I would read this passage and the Lord started doing a work in me. And I would hear him saying, God, I was, was trying to get through this season of my life saying, man, I can do it on my own strength. And the Lord convicted me of that. He says, no, you can't, Lyman. Come into the yoke with me. And he started inviting me. And when, when I got into yoke with Jesus and I surrendered this season of my life to him, the burdens didn't go away. The hard times didn't go away. And the things I had to carry didn't go away but I started to find a rest for my soul because I wasn't doing it by myself. He was doing it for me. The question then we must ask each of us is who's carrying your burdens this morning? Are you carrying the burden or is Jesus carrying the burden? And if you want to be real this morning, if you're carrying the burden, it's gonna get heavier, heavier, and heavier. But when you get into the yoke with Jesus, you'll become lighter. The circumstances you're going through won't go away, but you'll find rest for your soul. And the beautiful thing about Jesus is he understands us. Jesus lived in this world for 33 years. He gone through the same things we go through. He felt pain. He cried, he wept, so he can relate with us. And Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 gives us a little bit of hope. It says, therefore, since we have great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us, with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are yet without sin. Therefore, approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. What a comforting verse that Jesus understands us, he relates with us, then he invites us to come in with him because he can relate with us. And when we go in with him and we come to him with boldness, we find grace when we need it and rest and I love this verse, Romans 8, 18. He says, for I'm considered that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. If you call yourself a follower of Christ this morning and you have given Jesus your life, this is our hope this morning. It says, for I consider the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that's gonna be revealed to us. Again, I'm not making light of what you're going through. I understand that you're going through hard times, but I'm just saying, when we see Jesus face to face, nothing's gonna matter what we're going through today. We have hope in the future, church. Have confidence in that. So God is stronger than our past, but also he's stronger than our present. Then the third thing is God is stronger than our future. I want you guys to um, look back when you're children and think about the things you wanted to grow up to be. Some of you might have said, man, I want to be a football player. Or maybe you said, I want to be a baseball player. Or maybe you said, I just want to be a teacher or I want to be a doctor. I want to do these incredible things. 
And what starts to happen though, when we're probably maybe in middle school, but definitely high school and college, we start transitioning. I'm like, man, I just wanna be successful. I wanna make the most money I can for me or my family. And I'm not saying those are wrong things. I'm not. I actually encourage, I hope you guys do that. But I believe this morning that God has a greater plan for your life than simply that. And to be honest, we were never created to make much of, much of ourselves. We were never created to make much of ourselves. We were created to make much of Jesus. This is the reason that you and I are born. And here's the verse that backs it up. Isaiah 43, seven. Everyone who bears my name is created for my glory and have formed them and indeed I have made them. And when we understand that we are created by God and for God, we go from people saying, hey, I just simply want to get to this promotion or this achievement, then I'll be happy. And I hope you get to those things. But our heart should shift. Say, man, how can I just make much of Jesus today? How can I just be a light into this dark world today? How can I do this? Matthew 5, 16 says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that, th- so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. When we shine the light of Jesus, I truly believe there's nothing more rewarding in life when others see Jesus living inside of us. The greatest thing that we could ever do is to invite our loved ones and our friends, our coworkers and people around us to come experience Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives. That's a beautiful future. We have this incredible, incredible things happening in kids ministry and student ministry. I'm gonna give you three of them this morning. So the first one, Marsh right here. Marsh, just put your hand there and just wave it around. She's, she's the best. Seriously, Marsh is the best. Marsh leads this blue ministry on Wednesdays from 6 to 7.30. Okay, 6 to 7.30. And what happens in Bloom, she just pours her life out into third grade to sixth grade girls. And she's teaching these girls to memorize scripture. She's teaching these girls. She's taught these girls the Roman road. And they know the, where to find verses in the Bible. And she's just pointing these girls to Jesus. Then, you guys, I'm super excited for this one. We're starting a boy ministry here at Renovation Church called Trail Life. And Trail Life is gonna be an incredible ministry. David Gross, who's actually teaching in kids right now, came to the pastor and like, hey, I want to do this ministry. He saw a problem in today's world where boys aren't becoming men. And he says, no, I want to change that. And the pastor's like, no, you can't do that here. No, I'm kidding. We said, yes, please do it here. Please do it here. And what starts to happen, and David and his team are amazing. They said, hey, we see three problems and Trail Life is gonna hit these three problems. They're gonna teach the boys to become leaders. They're gonna teach these boys to work with their hands and they're gonna teach these boys to follow Jesus for the rest of their life. That is an incredible ministry to be a part of. Then, then I'm kind of biased about this one. 
We have an awesome student ministry here. Man, it is so much fun to be plugged in with students. They're hilarious. They put some great hairs in my beard, but that's fine. Uh, but we laugh, we cry, but most of all, we dive into God's word. And the crazy thing that's happening in our student ministry, they actually want to read God's word. I'm in a, I don't know what day, I'm gonna check. Um, I am in a, Bible plan with, four, not, no, no one. I'm in multiple Bible plans. So one of my Bible plans, we're on day 30, and about 15 of them are faithfully reading the word. But then I have another one, and I have five boys, and they faithfully read God's word for 174 days. Woo! So we understand this morning that God is doing a mighty thing in these students' lives. And they're not the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today, okay? So we, you want a, a future? Start investing into these students and kids because we'll never know where the Lord might take them and how he can grow his kingdom through them. So that's a good future to live for. So God is greater than our future. And this is the kind of legacy I pray for our church. We're not a church that make much of ourselves, but we're a church that is pointing everyone to Jesus because we can't save anyone, but he can save everyone. Will you pray with me this morning? Thank you for listening to the Renovation Church Podcast. If you'd like to support Renovation and our ministries, then head over to renovatethecity.com slash give. It's because of your faithful and consistent generosity that we're able to continue ministries like this all across the world. If you'd like to learn more about renovation and our ministries, then head over to renovatethecity.com. If you enjoyed today's message, then we'd encourage you to share it with family and friends. Thank you again for joining us, and God bless.